Welcome to a night of total terror. <laughs> Night of the living dead, the dead who live on living flesh, the dead whose haunted souls hunt the living, the living whose bodies are the only food for these ungodly creatures. <laughs> of the living dead. A bizarre adventure in fear. An experience in shock, more shattering than your strangest nightmare. Night of the living dead. A night with the dead who cannot die. A night of total terror. Night. Of the living dead. Back to Joe Bob's Last Call and Night of the Living Dead on TNT. This is hell on earth. This is pure hell on earth. One of Ben's great lines. Remember, there's only one way to kill the zombies. Bullet through the brain. My kind of flick. I'm loving this. Roll this flick. See, that's how you kill zombies in George Romero flicks. Remember? All right, remember how you kill them in Sam Raimi flicks? Total dismemberment, arms, legs, head, everything. Because bullet through the brain had already been done. And we were moving on in the evolution of zombie death concepts. Return of the Living Dead, nuclear annihilation. Return of the Living Dead 2, electrocution. Doesn't make sense, does it? They regressed. Personally, I like the old bullet to the brain. I'm just old fashioned that way. Don't you just hate Cooper? You know, you just despise him from the first moment he shows up, don't you? That actor is Tom Tolles, who is well known for his performance in Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, where he was equally obnoxious, but uh, he's bad. Okay, it's time. We're approaching optimal zombie action here. Zombie-rama, zombie jubilee. When the dead rise, Monster Vision fans unite. They are on the way. I love this part. I'm just feeling like a giddy schoolgirl tonight, you know? I should be wearing a prom dress. I feel so good. Maybe not. You know, no, not a prom. It reminds me of those guys in New Orleans, you know? Did you see those guys when I was down there for the Super Bowl, those guys in New Orleans? Sequin dresses, high heels, purses, and 5 o'clock shadow. And they all wanted my autograph. You don't think I'm becoming one of those camp deals, do you? Like Liza Minnelli, Cheetah Rivera, Cher, you know? If I did wear a dress, you think I could get booked into Atlantic City? <laughs> Back to Joe Bob's Last Call and Night of the Living Dead on TNT. This is Peter, and you're listening to the Night Party Podcast. I hope you enjoy it, because I don't.
That's right. Welcome to another edition of the Knife Party Podcast, where we leave it all on the cutting room floor. I'm, of course, your illustrious host, Zach Evergreen. And today, we are talking Night of the Living Dead. But before that, I have some sponsors to touch on. Capson Cork. Capson Cork, located between Napa Valley's wine country and Vallejo, California's homeless and fentanyl problem. That being said, it is a fine establishment where you can get your microbrews, microbrews you've never even heard of. On tonight's podcast, we've actually had three microbrews I've never even had, but don't stop at three. Because if you know and you listen to the show, you do know that if you buy nine, you get the 10th for only a penny. And I am joined by my first ever Stop the Bike, Stop the Bike Patreon member for only $20. You could join this tier. Remember, join the party. It's only $1. And uh, I've discussed this. Not only merchandise is coming for these members, but also they get to pick out a movie and I have to stop whatever I'm doing and review this podcast. And I would like to welcome back to the show, H1N1 Zombies. Hey guys. Glad to be back. Yeah, it's glad to have you, dude. Yep. I have Party Podcast and today's knife, I'm carrying a Spyderco Para 3. Fucking nice, man. I do like the, I do like the, the index finger flip on uh those kind of knives oh yeah you know as a fixed blade i think the cat skinner is the closest to it but that's a very good what you don't like cat skinners not a fan but what about if you hold it in reverse where the pinky goes through i'm, I'm not into the whole fixed blade thing no i'm, I'm more of a folding knife kind of guy. fuck you you know you love k-bars you love bucks i do but we live in california i can't walk around with those <laughs> this is true <laughs> You know, I always rock my uh, uh, Crenshaws. Love my Crenshaws. They're, my, I think they're my favorite. Kershaw. Kershaw. Thank you. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> yeah. So you selected Night of the Living Dead. Now, <clears throat> yes, I did. Not only do you get the, and most guests don't get this. Is remember, this is a very important tier here. This is twenty dollars a month. You know? Not only did you get to just do and tell me what podcast you wanted to, or movie rather, you wanted to do. You actually got to sit in the studio with a projector and we watched this movie via projector and had a great time drinking some beer, mm-hmm. took a little, you know, bathroom break, whatever. And now we're going to review it. I mean, this is like a full day awesome experience. Like, dude, I've had a lot of fun and we haven't even started oh, yeah. the podcast yet. No, no, it was great. It, it, Like I said, it only would have been better if you would have had the projector set up outside up against your garage and we pulled our trucks or, or my my truck and your car up and we watched it like it's an old drive-in. That's the the only way it would have been better. You know what? I'm thinking for Halloween that I should, because we have all these tier trees, remember like in Heaven's Heels we had all the banners and stuff hanging? I think it would be really cool if we had a fog machine going and put it on my truck and the projector and show the movie like with the fog, so that way the whole neighborhood has to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre or whatever the hell I'm playing. <laughs> that would be cool. I mean, last year we had the haunted garage, but man, would it be cool if we could do that? You know? 
Yeah, that would definitely be the cool thing. Sadly, to do. because we made my garage into a studio, that door doesn't no longer opens. We only have the secret door. But you have to be an elf at level five just to detect the secret door. Yeah, no, no, my my dwarf is not anywhere detecting. Yeah, definitely. So, um, let's get into you. Why did you choose this? Chew. Why did you choose this a uh, movie? And you requested it to be uh, number sixty eight for a reason. Go, my guy. I mean. My name, H1N1, Zombies. I've, if nothing else, I am a zombie movie fan. As and, we all are. I, I, I guarantee 60% of the people listening to this movie, if you ask what your top five or top ten movies are, a zombie movie is in there. And if it's not one of these ones, it's guarantee a Romero one. Am I correct? You're correct. And here's the thing. Not just zombie movies. This was the movie that made me fall in love with zombie movies. Because zombie movies before this, they were all the, you know, the West African voodoo type of mind control Like zombie. white zombie. Yeah. This was the first time we had the undead, I'm, you know, they're coming to get you and they're going to eat you zombie. This was what started the whole modern zombie craze. Yeah. Everything from Resident Evil to uh, Left 4 Dead. Oh, to, fuck. Yeah. What a great game Resident Evil was. Oh, God. Any of them. But yeah, they, they all have the Romero zombie to thank for it. Yeah, you're right. Because um, in the original, we're talking, what, like late 50s, uh, there was a movement for a moment where there was exploitation films, I guess you can call them. Yeah. And uh, those kind of relied on zombies just being mindless and they were like under your control like the mummy comes to mind you know the universal yeah that that style of yeah where zombie yeah it's looks. it's it's they're they're not undead necessarily they're just brainwashed to the point of command mm-hmm. i guess yeah and th- th- that's what kind of changed things with zombies where i throw the air quotes up because nowhere in the film do they call these Zombies. Well, you they, know, we you know they do could see the air quotes on on our podcast. We have a, a special filter going through our Spotify and etc. and Podbean where they they you, they actually know when you're doing air quotes. Okay, good. So I mean, you don't have. Um, <laughs> but no, with uh, the the whole zombie craze taking off from here, they kind of didn't call them zombies. This was you know its own thing. To where the original title of the movie was Night of the Flesh Eaters. But when they went to go get the movie distributed, they were like, eh, change the name. And Actually they changed did. it to Night of the Living Dead and didn't copyright it. I did know about one of those facts. I did not know it was called Night of the Flesh Eaters. Yep, that was the original name was Night of the Flesh Eaters. But Night of the Living Dead just rolls off the tongue. Oh, yeah. it's it, So de- much better. It's the superior name. And also, too, if it was called Night of the Flesh Eater, uh, sorry, Night of the Flesh Eaters, we kind of would have skipped the first act where we don't know what the fuck is going on. Remember, this came out in 68. So there was no other real, if you will, they don't even call them zombies in the time. It's not a living zombie. It's not a living dead. So the dead coming back to life, life. identified as zombies at that point. <laughs> exactly. And not only that, but they're, this is what kind of the undead. They didn't say that in this movie, but ghouls this, was the term. Ghouls is the term ghouls. they use, which uh, in traditional fashion, a ghoul would be a circus performer that would eat dead flesh. That wasn't cooked. Like the guy that would bite the head off chickens and shit. I thought that was a geek. Fair enough. But, um, 
Uh, I forgot the original uh, thing of ghouls, but I know I do know for a fact, and, and it comes from uh, Stragori. It comes from there's even a Filipino uh, legend of it, and it comes from vampire. But it was if you didn't bury a corpse a certain way, especially if they committed a, a horrible act. I think we even touched on this on you and I when we when we did our uh, American Werewolf in London podcast. We were talking about how. If someone committed great sins, you had to bury them upside down, cover them with salt, et cetera, et cetera, because of the thought that the body in some cultures would detach from the pelvis and attack you in the night and eat you. And that was then, not with me. I don't remember that at all. No, we, ta- <laughs> we, de- we talked about that. I swear to God, go back and listen to the uh, uh, American World from London. You were tired. I probably was, yes. <laughs> and um I, I forced you into it. That's I, I brought you into the game. But uh yeah, uh there's a lot of different cultures that thought that if someone committed evil crimes, they would arise from the grave and come after your children and eat them. Rise from your grave. Rise. Arise, chicken. Chicken arise. <laughs> rise up, chicken. Arise, arise. Arise. <laughs> no, you must hold hands, or else curse does not work. It's funny you got that joke, dude. I didn't even talk to you about that off air. Billywitchdoctor.com. Only more comfortable with chicken. <laughs> Classic Aqua Team. <laughs> Fucking love that show, man. It, hey, if you don't get that joke, you're just not old enough, go Google it. So uh, we're talking to I Living Dead. Um, let's go through some facts before we uh, talk about the movie, shall we? So I have a few, and you have a few. So uh, here's the ones I got. Now, I had the graphic novel of, I watched this movie when I was, I'm going to say the first time I saw this actually all the way through without it being like on TV, I'm saying like a VHS copy, non-edited, non-bullshit. We just heard Joe Bob Riggs, by the way, anytime I could start an episode with Joe Bob Riggs, the reason why is that I do this podcast was because I was influenced by him in the early 90s. He made watching horror movies not only cool, but funny. And then you knew you were in a certain club of people when you could talk horror like Joe Bob was. Like He was this just redneck dude. It was TNT. It was late at night. It usually came out around 10, no, probably more like 11, maybe 12 replaced Elvira and Grandpa Monster. And it was just this redneck dude that would talk about movies and he would show the most grotesque movies that you could only show after a certain hour. Like the first time I saw Evil Dead 2 was on this show. Uh, You know, the first time I saw Day of the Dead was on this. And it got Jonathan Fallen from Hoodcast AF shout out. Actually, I should shout out Pod is Killing Me, too. Pod is Killing Me is the best late 80s to early 2000s music podcast. They are Patreons as well. And you should definitely check them out, even if you're not in a type of negative. But there you go. So uh, the reason why I started out with Joe Bob is is uh, uh, in the trailer is it got me into the series. I didn't actually watch this movie till a few years later. And I'm talking the unedited on a VHS. And I think... My uncle got it for Jonathan Fallen. It was like two or three dollars, and it was the 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 white cover with the face on it. Mm-hmm. You know, the face of the daughter. Yep, and you know the original with the green writing, 
And I remember watching it and I'm like, this is tame as fuck until she goes upstairs and you see that one zombie. And I'm like, oh shit. You're where the face is chewed off. And yeah, yeah, that holds up today. It's like, oh, that's still. Dude, it gave me a jump scare. I was writing shit down, notes down for the movie. I look up and I go, fuck. <laughs> and you said, your first jump scare. And I go, fuck, yes. Yes. <laughs> it, it holds up to today. It definitely it, does. I'll tell you one thing too jump scares in horror movies. Don't get me. Jump scares in zombie movies, for whatever reason, get me. Because they're not killers that run after you. It's like you walk by a zombie and you just see it and you're like, oh shit! You know, kind of thing. It's oh shit because you know you have some time, like a split second to make a decision before something happens. (laughs) It's slowly coming at you. You're like, oh God, what do I do? And you have that panic moment. Or the character doesn't realize it's there. You know, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then when it's there, you're like, oh, crap, I'm already cornered kind of thing. Because zombies usually don't come one on one. They usually come in a group. But even seeing the results of a zombie attack is not like a stab wound or like a decapitation, which is scary. Seeing someone eaten is way more visceral to me. Oh, yeah. Like whenever I have nightmares, it's usually me being eaten. Um, or me falling, or me in the ocean. It's never me getting stabbed. Because I know getting stabbed sucks. It's extremely painful. Yeah, I don't recommend it. Yeah, me neither. I've never been stabbed. I've been slashed, but not stabbed. Being eaten is a whole different animal. Yeah. I would would think. The the thing that gets me is like, former EMT here, so... Seeing, you know, gore stuff, it's like, eh, yeah, whatever. I don't really don't Cause, care. Because if you have, me. like, a slash, you could staple that shit together. A bite, you can't. The the act is what gets me. The only thing that really gets me when, is is the eyes. So seeing that first jump scare oh, yeah. where the eyes are kind of, like, hanging out, uh, eyes still bug me. It's the one eyes, thing and, still. eyes and teeth, man. I, I did recommend this to you. You gotta go see the new Evil Dead, Evil Dead Rise. It hits every... It's the only movie I've seen recently. Well, I mean, I did jump at this movie, but it was the only movie recently where I said, don't bitch out, stare at the screen. Because there was a couple of parts where I'm like, fuck! And I had to look away, and I'm like, don't be a bitch, don't be a bitch. If my wife is holding my hand and can handle it, why can't I? Uh, I'll, I'll talk She's about- hardcore, though. She's pretty hardcore. I mean, she got me in a battle royale, and she got me into a couple other movies. That being said, when she showed me battle royale, I'm like... Have you ever heard of a movie called uh, Old Boy? So, um, both cl- both good, both great, both yeah. great movies. Uh, probably my f- two favorite movies out of the East. So uh, you chose this movie because it's a classic. Got you into it, and um, and H one N one Zombies is going to recommend a zombie movie. You got and it. Also, you're coming up on you know episode S- sixty eight. So I was like, hey, you know. Yeah, I was match up. Let's so, do this. As this is recorded, this would be 65. And he goes, can you hold off three episodes? And I'm like, why? 60? And I go, you motherfucker. Yep. <laughs> so smart. So smart. Uh, Big brain move. Let's let's go to some fun facts. So here's one. This was actually filmed in on location in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. A lot of movies are filmed in either Texas or well, nowadays. Uh, they used to be filmed in like Texas or Atlanta um, not necessarily a lot of horror movies actually aren't filmed in LA unless they're really like, you know, up there movies. And even and, then it's on a studio somewhere. Exactly. And then a lot of movies too nowadays are filmed like Toronto. 
because Toronto during season looks like LA and you can kind of post it over. I mean, I'm not talking about the snowy seasons, but, and it's a lot yeah. cheaper. They get to- a lot of tax breaks. And then you have places like, you know, you want a movie to take place in LA, but you film at New Mexico or Arizona, but this actually takes place where it was filmed. Kind of a cool feature. Definitely cool. Um, so that's my fun fact. Number one, my fun fact. Number two, it was done in black and white versus color because the studio wanted to do it in color. And then they read the script and saw how much blood was in it and said, um, this is not going to be because in 68, we're talking like bond movies. We're talking the only thing that really had a lot of blood were early trauma movies, and they didn't even have a lot of blood. I think when this came out, this was like, I think Cannibal Holocaust had more blood than that, and there's a couple others. That was a little bit later. That was in the 70s. It had to have been very early 70s. Yeah. Still, this was 68. Apologize about 67. my numbers, uh, my my uh, uh, neighbors, rather. They've been working on this Honda since I moved in a year ago, and then just fired up at random times and this is a quote-unquote soundproof room but that car makes so much fucking noise anyway moving on it'll go away hopefully or they'll explode or whatever and then we'll have a cool story to tell nice try but it's a honda it's gonna last forever you're screwed (sighs) just bear it with it (laughs) it's gonna last forever but it's gonna break down all the time every other month (laughs) so uh they they used uh instead of uh, avoiding an x rating they actually went to black and white. Also, money. <laughs> also, money. Now, money, to- money, money. today, uh, they don't make, uh, you can obviously turn any camera into a black and white, right? But at the time, color didn't really have the three dimensional effect. It looked more two dimensional and it looked fake. Like, think about those hammer films that you saw. Uh, you know, like Revenge of Dracula, Dracula's Bride, you know, like, all that, you know, they. With Peter Cushing and all that stuff, you know, Christopher Lee. But also, especially for budgetary reasons, so expensive to choose to do color for yes. an indie film. Oh, we're going to get on color in a second. And also, all the blood, it was so much easier just to use Hershey syrup, which both of I knew. Uh, you and I both said that same yep, fact. Use chocolate sauce. Because of the consistency looked more coagulated and it dripped a certain way. And I mean, every kid here, especially if you're a Gen Xer, Grabbed that Hershey's chocolate, opened up the top, and drank out of it, right? Did, didn't you? Everyone did. Yeah. You had to. Uh, or the Nestle Quick, and you would just put it in your tongue. Oh, yeah. Yeah, who didn't do that? That's uh, childhood right there. Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Being grown up in the 80s and 90s, <sighs> good times. No TikTok, Bush porn, and Nestle Quick. So um, there's that. So it saved them a lot of money, so they're able to do a lot more things. Now, also, speaking of color, a little political here, so hold on to your butts. Um, George A. Romero refused to have a white actor play Ben. He wanted a black actor. And very tragic figure. I'm assuming everyone listening to this has seen this movie, even though we're going to review it. So that's why we're chitty-chatting about it so much. Uh, but the studio goes, Hey man, the funding, we're going to cut it majorly unless you actually, you know, do what we say. And he goes, no, refuse black actor. Sorry. Yep. Told him to go to hell. Told him to go to hell. 
And let me go on that for a minute. But you know what? I didn't do my due diligence. Can you do me a favor real quick? Grab your phone and see what this got in Rotten Tomatoes. I'm pretty sure it got a high. Um, now, you got to remember Rotten Tomatoes is not only what it got at the time, but also what people gave it now. I'm pretty sure this got a pretty low rating. This was a cult film at the time. I don't think it hit many theaters till later. I think this is more of like a drive-in type movie. Uh, I don't. I don't think it had a major release. It did find a cult phenomenon later on. Uh, after it's uh, like this, would show you would go see a movie in a drive-in, and this would be the second movie. Hence the term B movie. Goo. I got? was not expecting that. What'd it get? 96% on the tomato meter. Damn. 87% audience score. That audience score is lower than I thought it was, but that tomato meter, I didn't expect that to be that high. Well, probably because modern people review it as just such a hallmark movie for not only the genre, but just in general. What do you give it? Oh, we're jumping straight to ratings right here at the end? We haven't even gone over no, the beginning. No, no, no. We get, no, that's why we're on the subject. Okay, so- even though it is low budget, it does not mean it is a bad movie. It is an excellent movie. No, we it's sat not. There it, and hey, we hey, counted. Look, let's talk about low budget shit. I just did caviar. I gave it a 72 because the movie is so unique. If you were just judging on effects and, and et cetera, that movie would get a 32. Right. But in today's day and age, low budget indie horror is said as a slur. <laughs> it's practically. Yes. So this is excellent. And even, you know... film so well. Yeah, even though George only did, only uh, had only done commercials before doing this movie... Which I didn't even know about. Yeah, we only saw two goofs. Two... Uh, oh, they forgot that part. Uh, we'll get into it. Yeah, well, there was only two goofs in the whole movie. So, honestly, if we're giving this, you know, score of 1 to 100, honestly, this thing is getting a 97 from me. Okay. That's pretty good. I was going to give it... In 87. So combined up, uh, what, what is that, a, 80, a 92, 91, something like that? We've been drinking. Don't make me do math, man. Okay. Come on. Well, I'm going to get it 87. And the reason why I give it an 87 is if this movie were to come out today, I probably would give it a 79, 78. But because it was so original at the time, first person, <laughs> first movie to go, fuck color, we're going black and white, which does look better. I mean, look, I always say this, look back at the old Twilight Zones. The, oh, yeah. You see a Twilight Zone, even today, on any DVD, it looks so much better. There's no pixelation. It just looks great. The blacks look great. Uh, you know, they don't, they're not pixelated. You know, sometimes you watch a movie and when there's like a, someone wearing black clothes, it'll pixelate a little bit. Oh, just so grainy. Yeah. Well, no, I like grain, but, but grain on purpose when it's done for an aesthetic is fine. Yeah. Grain because you know, film grain, just cause it's well, cheap. Pixelated grain is the worst Yeah. because why does he have a checkerboard cloak? Oh, because it was <laughs> early DVD or early digital, you know? So much grain. Neighboring villages are envious of our bountiful harvest. Now, now, right nowadays, uh, with Blu-ray and modern movies, uh, you you don't notice that at all. In fact, they look even better. But let's let's put it this way: if you watch an original DVD of, like, say, Casino, I have like one of the first ever Casino DVDs. It's if someone's wearing a black suit, it looks like checkers. Yeah, you know, it's night blind, which is funny because I am. Um, 
So yeah, there's. I give it points for that. I give it points for the fact that they use uh, a, a black dude is going to be the hero. Like he's going to be the protagonist. That which at the time was huge and added to a lot of the tension that's huge. in the movie. And it took away a lot of their budget. Like they had to pay out and of he pocket did it anyway. And he and he said no. He said fuck you. This, were you telling me that he d- doesn't own the rights to this in his free license because or someone bought it uh, from him? If I'm remembering correctly, um, they ch- because um, they wouldn't distribute the movie because of the name, they changed the name to Night of the Living Dead, which does not have a copyright at the front or at the end. Yes. So it's not copyrighted. And, yeah, when we saw yeah. the Blu-ray that you brought over, and it's like the 50th anniversary. Um, it There's said, a 2016 copyright from Image 10. They don't even, they don't even say George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead. Which sucks, and and I think the 1990 remake is one of the reasons why they did it is because yeah. they had to, George wanted to put his name on it. And get some money for Going it. for, and in fact, when Day of the Dead came out, that was George A. Romero trying to, I'm not going to say steal, but take his franchise back, but then Return of the Living Dead came out, which I think is a better movie. We've gotten into it on this. We definitely have. It's- we definitely have. And you know what? I love Day of the Dead. Don't get me wrong. But what's a better movie? Not Living Dead or Return of the Living Dead is a way better movie. Day of the Dead is way better. Above the zombie. That the just for the line where where uh the where the major's getting ripped apart and just Chow Gone. No, oh, sorry, like, sorry. So I meant, bad. I apologize. I meant Dawn, Dawn came out the okay. same year as Return. Okay. I I I I still say Dawn, and the only reason I do is because Tom it gave Savini. us the gonk. Whatever. Yeah, that dude. Not, that's Return of the Living Dead is so goddamn good. If you haven't seen that, okay, okay you go back I'll and give it to you. I'll, I'll say Return of the Living Dead is better than Dawn of the Dead, but Zack good. Snyder's right, Dawn right, of the right. Living Dead. Zack Snyder's Dawn oh, of the Dead. That is so good. Better than the original. That's Way a remake. Better. There's really rare remakes. That are better than the original. That's one of them. Also, the thing and the fly come to mind. Yeah, those are good. They're way better than the original. Yeah, I mean John Carpenter. Whew, that that guy bats a thousand, man. That there's a rarely. If I see John so Carpenter, does Zack Snyder. Mm, yeah, but no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. But Michael Keaton's still my Batman. He can't be now. Heath Ledger's still my Joker. Actually, no. Everyone knows my favorite is Joker here. Hey, Bats. Do you like butt stuff? God, it's still my favorite uh, is Mark Hamill. But on screen, Ledger's the best. But as Batman, on screen is obviously Keaton. In fact, are you going to Christopher Nolan? Is that what you're thinking about? Oh fuck! I fucked up. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I was like, "Hold on, where's he going with this?" Wait a minute. What? 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 Zack Snyder did Bat? Uh, did Batman? Zack what? Snyder didn't do Batman. Zack Snyder did Watchmen with Night Owl. If you're oh, going with that, technically. no, 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 dude. I fucking love Watchmen. That movie came out on my birthday. I fucking love that movie. That movie gets no love. It's so good. And there, because it gets no love, it's considered a quote unquote cult movie, which means I will review it. Oh, I'm gonna be here for that one for because sure. Because. I always said this, you know, at first we were your retro sci-fi horror and I had a rule where it had to be 20 years old. I changed that shit because if it's a cult movie, if you've never heard about it, if it's an indie film, I should be able to cover it because meaning it's not I'm covering your typical 
Marvel movies or whatever comes out. Like, for instance, I just watched Evil Dead Rise. It's one of the greatest movies I've ever seen in my life. It, bold not, claim. Bold no, claim. Dude, I give it a 94. You Straight, gave it a 94? Dude, I was this close to saying to my wife, do you want to go and watch it again? That's rare. You didn't give the original a 94, I think. Uh, no, I give the original a 90. Wow. And I give Evil Dead 2 a 97. Okay. That. We haven't even done it yet. I just got it. It, it inspired me to actually buy ED2 because I was going to do ED2 and ED1 almost as a two-parter just to say the differences, but actually give them their both their due. Bruce Campbell is my guy like when it comes to horror movie heroes because he's a coward that's forced into a situation and he becomes almost a killer himself. I love him. Groovy. Groovy. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, I I can't review it because it's popular. It's a hit. Everyone's doing it. The only reason why I did Cocaine Bear is because it was low budget. The only reason why I did Butt Boy, actually, I did Butt Boy because no one's heard of it. The only time I hadn't it, even heard of that I, until Duncan Trussell mentioned on Rogan. You know, I did Caviar because the director actually, dude, Mr. King, thank you for that. It was an exclusive. And it's a great movie for what it is, for what its budget was and how unique the idea was. It was It's a great movie. Now, did it just come out recently? Yeah. So I changed the rules. If it's a cult movie, I'm going to do it. I'm very happy you changed the rules, and I plan to take full advantage, advantage of, of that. it. I know you oh, are. Oh, I already have you, something lined up for know. next month. Lighthouse. I oh, know. yeah. We are watching The Lighthouse next month, but we'll save that. Not that there's anything wrong with it. Uh, so... um. Also, what else do I have on this? Uh, yeah, those are all the fun facts I have. Do you have any facts that I didn't touch on before we start and actually jump into this movie? I know you got some. You said you had some that I probably didn't know. I think it's something we'll we'll hit in there. Let's send it. Send it. Let's oh. send it. All right. So uh, anyway, stay tuned for part two. <laughs> 